goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends, to the Thursday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you want to be part of the day's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. Looking forward to chatting with Andrew Giuliani, as we do each and every Thursday here. And uh, I think with Andrew, I'm going to discuss the Epstein files that have been released. I don't know about you. I'm just not. I, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't get myself super excited. Bill Clinton said he liked them young. Yeah, so what? I mean, <laughs> we knew that. He also said he liked cigars. <laughs> well, he didn't say that in the Epstein stuff. We know he likes cigars and interns. We know that. Um, there, and I've seen pictures of, I saw pictures of Michael Jackson. And then I kept looking, okay, well, what did Michael Jackson do? So then I find that there's a thin reference to, oh, he was at Jeffrey Epstein's house in Palm Beach, and he met a girl there. Uh, nothing untoward happened. So so why do you have his picture up? Why, why is he being? But then there's Prince Andrew. And the sex slave, supposedly, in, in quote, sex slave said she was forced to to do the grown-up with, uh, with uh, Princey. And, okay, underage, which leads a question to my mind that I guess I'm not supposed to ask, or if you want to go Ebonic, that I'm not supposed to ask. But I'm going to ask the question anyway, because the question came up in my mind. Maybe I'll ask Andrew Giuliani this, too. How is it that you have these underage girls off at this pedophile island, and where are their parents? Why does no one know where these girls are? How do you get to be an un- underage girl flying all around the world with this billionaire and nobody knows and nobody cares? But it's only now. We're supposed to all care now because, you know, Epstein, of course, is is Epstein, like Satan. But But I don't understand the whole thing. I don't understand how do you get all these young girls, these underage girls, flying around with this guy, and no one cares at the time that they're underage. Are they not supposed to be home under the watchful eyes of their parents? And if they're not, then why not? But, oh, I know, so I'll wait. So you have that. The... Donald Trump, by the way, has asked the Supreme Court, as you know, to step in with this business with Colorado. We will see. So far, no response from the courts on that. We will see what takes place there. There are some ugly news stories, of course. I don't know whether you've heard about this one. Uh, as many as 10 patients at an Oregon hospital may have died after a nurse there. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big nurse guy. I love nurses. I have my own nurse. Nursing nurse. I love nurses. But um but a nurse there apparently swapped out fentanyl and put in tap water, unsterile tap water, and people died. She injected them with 
non-sterile tap water. And she, I guess, I guess what the news story is saying, if I'm reading it correctly, is she must have taken the fentanyl that they were supposed to be getting. So up to 10 hospital patients died after nurse allegedly replaced fentanyl IVs with tap water. That story is out there today. There's another story out there today for those of you foodies, and there are plenty of you foodies, and this is the kind of story that usually I used to ignore, but I don't ignore them anymore. Consumer Reports has found a widespread presence of plastics in the food that we consume. Now, I am a conservative. I do not like the overreaching, overbearing hand of government. But because I'm conservative does not also mean that I am a fool. Okay? You can be a conservative and not be a fool. And I used to look at the folks over in Europe. You know, Europe has very stringent, right, and, 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 and believe me, I have no desire to be a European, a European. Never had. Europe is Europe, America is America. But I used to look at some of the things they did in Europe, and I'd say, oh, that's a little overbearing, that's a little overbearing. But one thing the Europeans are serious about, they're serious about their food. They don't play with it. They don't play with food. They're like, look, here are the rules regarding food. And one of the rules regarding food is the way that food is delivered to consumers in Europe. And if you read through this consumer reports and you find the widespread presence of plastic substances in food in the United States, to me, this is a cause of concern. People keep asking, how are we getting all these weird diseases? How is everything coming up so weird in this country? Why do kids suffer from so many different things, and it seems to be in the United States? I think, I am not a scientist, I don't pretend to be one, but I think that we should pay a lot more attention to the way that food is processed in the United States and the way that food is delivered to people. And this report, you can find it. It's a Reuters story. Consumer Reports finds widespread presence of plastics in food. I think that that is a bit worrisome. I'm putting that in the Saturday stack. Because stories that I don't spend a lot of time with during the week that I want to spend more time with, on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we do that. So that story is going in the Saturday stack, along with that Star Wars story we discussed yesterday. The woman that wants to make men feel uncomfortable is now going to ruin the rest of the Star Wars franchise, I, I guess. Well, she's going to produce a movie. And then there's this story. Oh, oh, oh. I woke up to a headline, one of the first headlines I saw this morning. I always check my own site first, the dailybs.com. See what our news troopers have come up with during the night. And they've come up with some brilliant stories. So I checked our site. They've had some great stories. I posted them on my Twitter feed like I always do. I read through them. And then I turned to the New York Times. And I about fell out of my chair. New York Times has this glaring big headline. Trump took in, it's like what, seven, almost eight million dollars when he was the president. I'm like, what? 
What? What did Donald Trump do? Are you saying he took bribes from foreign leaders? It turns out, of course not. Donald Trump's businesses, like the Trump hotels, took in $7.8 million from foreign sources. This is a Democrat Party report. And it is supposed to blunt the charges, I guess, that Joe Biden and his family have been, when he was vice president, were engaging in taking money from foreign individuals. This is so disingenuous. This is next to, this This whole thing is just such, there's a word for it that I cannot use on the air. But it deals with the excrement of cows. Male cows. The Trump Tower and the Trump businesses, the Trump Hotel, I stayed at the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. I've stayed there quite a few times. It's a beautiful, what they did to that post office is beautiful. And the rooms are incredibly beautiful. It's a nice day. It's a little bit pricey. But, you know, I like price, pricey hotel. I, I, look, this is the day that you want to stay in a nice hotel, you're going to pay for it. That's the way it works. It's a really nice hotel. And so is it a wonder that when Donald Trump was president, and I bet now even that he's not, that people from foreign countries said, well, let's go to America. Where do you want to stay? I know. Let's stay at the Trump place. They stayed there. Big deal. The Democrats tried to press this case with the saying that it violated the emolument clause of the Constitution. They took it to court. The court said, ha-ha, get out of here with that nonsense. It was over. But here comes the New York Times, The Hill, and every other liberal group years later because the Democrats put out a report saying Trump took money from foreigners. This is such bull crap. These people ought to be ashamed of themselves. This is not journalism. This is Democrat Party propaganda, and the New York Times the is basically the propagandist. This is what goes for journalism? Put that in the Saturday stack, too. That story may not even make it to Saturday. It's such nonsense. All right, there is a story, and the story is still going on, and that is the, according to Charles Blow, who I lovingly recall Charles, I call him Charles Blowhard, but Charles Blow, columnist with the New York Times, he has a column today, The Persecution of Harvard's Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay, president of Harvard, who announced her resignation on Tuesday after her problematic congressional testimony about anti-Semitism and questions about missing citations and quotation marks in her published work. There's a name for that, Charlie. It's called plagiarism. Was pushed out in part by political forces beyond academia and hostile to it. And that sentiment is being expressed everywhere. She mentioned it in her op-ed to the New York Times. Miss Gay did. She wrote an op-ed basically saying that, the, you know, these racist people are were after me. And it is being picked up. 
There's another New York Times columnist today, Ross Dusat. Harvard couldn't save both Claudine Gay and itself. For instance, it cites in the second paragraph, a Harvard law professor, Charles Freed, said he might, might give credence to the evidence that Gay was a serial plagiarist if it came from some other quarter. In other words, since some conservatives raised it, let's not even give credence to it. Never mind the fact that the evidence is the evidence. He said, but he wouldn't give any credence to it when it was being put forward as part of this extreme right-wing attack on elite institutions. And that is what Miss Gay has warned about. She said that her critics are attacking her in a war against trusted institutions. And there, my friends, is what I want to take the point with. Trusted institutions. Do you trust Harvard? What are trusted institutions? Once upon a time, for instance, if you had told me that we would have a pandemic in the United States and the CDC was weighing in on it, Uh, Well, let's listen to the CDC. After all, they're a trusted institution. After we know now what we know happened with government institutions during the pandemic, to me, they none of them are trustworthy. None of them are trustworthy. We don't know the origins of the COVID disease, and by the way, COVID variations are still sweeping the country. There are people still sick from variations now, mutations of this COVID-19 disease all these years later. We are still being affected by it. I am of the opinion, my opinion, and I say again, opinion. And it could be wrong, but my opinion is that the COVID vaccination was man-made. It came out of a where of, of my opinion, based on everything that I have read and studied, is that the Wuhan lab for vir- viral whatever it is it was partially responsible. And guess what? The trusted institutions in America, like the NIH, which I have praised the NIH, and I will continue to praise NIH, for their health care delivery. I am a patient of NIH. They saved my life. Their health care is amazing. That does not, however, dispel the truth that they worked with others in terms of this gain-for-function research. It has been pretty well documented now. So is the can these institutions be trusted? Can institutions be trusted when they tell you that certain medicines don't work and you learn later on that those medicines do work? That what, the reason that they said that the reason it was being said that they didn't work was to discredit a president that they didn't like. Are those institutions to be trusted? 
Let's move on from that. Let me ask you another question. How about colleges that say that biological men should be able to compete with women and they rob biological women of their chances to compete? Are they to be trusted? Do you trust them? People that will tell you that what you know about science is not true. What you've learned about biology is not true. We have learned that boys are boys and girls are girls. And that occasionally, in a very small number of people, gender is not clear at birth. We know that. But they have completely, in these institutions of higher learning, turned the idea of gender upside down for an ideological reason. Should they be trusted? Do you trust a government that tells you that you driving around in your car is a problem, that you using your gas stove is a problem? Are these institutions to be trusted? My point is that Claudine Gay and others saying that there is an attack on trusted institutions, I would not call it an attack. There is now scrutiny that is being paid to once trusted institutions because they are no longer trustworthy. And Harvard University is among them. I'm going to have a little bit more to say on this when I get back. Nineteen seventy-five. Elton John starts a two-week run at number one with his version of the Beatles, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. By the way, John Lennon played guitar on that. So why aren't you playing Elton? Why aren't you playing Elton? Why are you playing the Beatles? Because we wanted to play the Beatles. Same song. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds on WABC Talk Radio 77, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Stay with us. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. L-F- Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. What? The Lucy Sky Diamond. Oh. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Nineteen sixty-seven. The Doors released their self-titled debut album. The Doors. On that album, this single. And of course, it became an iconic record for The Doors. And it's still covered. There are still people doing this. You know what? Let's cover the doors. I love that song. I've attempted to cover this. Yeah, man. I mean, this is still a great song to cover. Everybody loves this song. Almost everybody. 
It sounds like a little Farfisa organ in the background, though. You know, you probably never even seen a Farfisa, Diego. Probably not. That was no. like one of the first, one of the first like rock organs, portable organs. It was a Farfisa, and that's what this sounds like. Ah. Uh, how do you spell that? I think like it sounds F A R F I S A, a Farfisa. Everybody wanted one back. Well, I got to get a Farfisa organ. Anyway, I want to get back to this uh, Claudine Gay business. And then uh, Andrew Giuliani is going to be along. We've had phone calls. Uh, I want to take your calls if you're on hold, stay on hold. But let me just say this. I come from a background where I was trained as a broadcast host and as a broadcast producer to produce excellence. When Rush Limbaugh came along and, and we all worked with him, one of the things that he demanded was, and, and we didn't have a lot of meetings, we didn't have a lot of this, but he, he let everybody on his staff know, I expect excellence in your work, excellence. And I don't, excellence is not a one-time thing. This is what you are supposed to deliver every day, day in, day out. Give it your all. And he used to say to all of us, the show is the thing. Don't ever... If you're doing something connected with the show, you make that a priority. You deliver excellence, right? And he called us, he called his broadcast network the Excellence in Broadcasting Networks. Excellence was always, um, was always a key factor. There was a series of books in the business world about excellence and, and companies that strive toward excellence. What is excellence? Excellence is the end result of rigor, of hard work, of bust your behind work every day. Now, all of these critics that are, that are saying that this is, number one, an attack on entrusted institutions, these institutions that are under scrutiny are no longer excellent. They are mediocre. Harvard has become a mediocre place of learning. America's Ivy League is no longer excellence. Inspired instead, they are inspired by things like uh, this diversity and inclusion business. It's not the merit. It's not the, the, the thing that's produced. It's who's producing it. It's if you happen to be a certain skin color, if you happen to be a certain gender, if you happen to be certain that, well, then you get promoted, not your work. It's not the excellence of the work. Here's the thing. I have also, in my amazing career, been able to meet people who are excellent at what they do or were. Dr. Walter Williams, for instance, an amazing economist. He used to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to start writing, led a very disciplined life in terms of his scholarship. Dr. Thomas Sowell, has anyone ever accused Dr. Sowell of plagiarism? Dr. Sowell has written so, there were so many books from Dr. Sowell. Not one charge over the years of plagiarism. Nothing. 
because his rigor, the rigor of excellence, was what he led with. Not only an original thinker, he's excellent. You look at this in every single aspect of your life. I happen to love woodworking. There are people, if you go on YouTube, that are excellent. And they are so far above everybody else in what they do because of the work that they put into it. The reason Claudine Gay is not at Harvard is not because of her race. It is not because of her color. It is because she failed the excellence test. Her work was not excellent. It was mediocre at best. That's why she's gone. Taking a break right now. Andrew's going to join us. Andrew Giuliani, when we get back. Keep it right here. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, baby. The boys are back in town. On WABC Talk Radio 77. There's a birthday today connected with this song. Diego, who is it? Uh, it was actually Phil uh, Phil Lynott. He died today um, in 1986. Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't a birthday. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, well, uh, we all he, leave. What was that? I said we all leave one day. We all leave one day. Yeah, he he died of um, heart failure and pneumonia after being in a coma for eight days following a drug overdose. Uh, but with Thin Lizzy, he had uh, the 1973 hits "Whiskey in the Jar" and um, hits like "The Boys Are Back in Town," "This Jailbreak," "Love That One." I've covered that one. Um, "Live and Dangerous." The album spent 62 weeks on the UK charts and he fronted several bands as the lead vocalists including Skid Row and uh, he was with Gary Moore too nice I do like that I love it you know who's back in town well back with us Andrew Giuliani Andrew my man how are you James I'm doing well my friend it's good to hear get a little music education here today as always man listen Andrew I have to ask you have you been following at all this Epstein list business Oops! Well, I don't think I think Andrew Martin left us. Yeah, I was. As soon as I asked him about Epstein, notice what happened there. It was almost like it was almost like being at uh, at that federal cell with Epstein. I have been, as I said at the beginning, I've been following very, very well, somewhat closely all the lead up to this Epstein business. And now the list is out. And so Bill Clinton, like young girls, that's what the big quote is today. A big surprise, huh? Andrew, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole Epstein business? Uh, You know, I'll tell you. It's been, uh, 
obviously a long time coming, but I feel like there there hasn't been anything that I don't know that I didn't really know that was coming out at this point. It, it seems like it's a little bit of a um, you know I was I guess I was expecting a little bit more at this point. I, I also and this is probably just somebody who believes in in due process, and, and I really would love to see the opportunity for these people to actually present their case rather than just having their name getting smeared you know, on the uh, on the front pages of, of every single newspaper. This is the number one story when we could be talking about the border, other things like that. Look, anybody who actually did this stuff, who ended up having sex with underage girls, um, then they deserve to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I'm certainly not trying to cover for them, but I do think they deserve a defense as well, rather than just kind of getting smeared in the court of public opinion. But then again, I've seen people getting smeared in the court of public opinion uh, on other topics, not on this, people that I know like Rudy Giuliani, like Donald oh, Trump. Yes. So that's why I have a little bit of a soft spot for due process, let's call it. You know, Andrew, I'm, I asked a very uncomfortable question at the opening of the show, and I'm going to ask it again. Yeah. Look, I, I'm totally with everybody says, okay, these underage girls um, did this and therefore that. My question is, how do how do a group of underage girls travel around the world with a billionaire on his jet planes off to foreign countries. I remember when I was 17, uh, I wanted to go and be a roadie with this famous musician because he asked me, hey, you want to come on tour with me? And I'm like, yeah, I want to come on tour with you. I want to come on. Yeah, I want to come on tour with you. And so I go home, mom, mom. Dad, guess what? Uh, Baba wants me to go on tour with him. My parents are like, well, that's nice, but you're not going. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you have to finish school first. No, you have to do this first. No, idiot, you're not going on tour with a rock and roll performer, and you're not even out of high school yet? What are you, dumb? Have we raised a dummy? And so my question, Andrew, how does this happen that all of these, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say that there's a right here in what is alleged happened, but what is the other part of this story that we are never told? How do these young girls end up in these situations? Yeah. I think, James, what ends up happening is a lot of times a, a guy like Epstein ends up picking on somebody that may not have the parental guidance like you had or, or thankfully I had. I think when I was 17, I was kind of going through my progression where I realized I was too short and not fast enough to be either the center fielder for the Yankees or the quarterback for the Giants. So I was trying to beat Tiger Woods on the PGA Tour, which also I couldn't do as well. And so sometimes it takes that parental guidance and people, you know, they mature at different ages over here. So I think more than anything for me, I look at it and just say of the people that have been named today that we saw ended up coming out in all this, I would love for the opportunity to present for them to present their case. So the way that Alan Dershowitz is, I mean, you could see the stuff and, and read about uh, Alan Dershowitz there and it's, and it's pretty scandalous if, if you read that stuff there. Um, but he's vehemently denying and, and he wants to basically say, Hey, look, um, I want to present my facts of the case, and, and I think that's so important. You know, for years, we ended up hearing, you must believe women. And the, the ironic thing about it is, some of the people that ended up saying, you must believe women no matter what, 
uh, were people like Andrew Cuomo, for example, who was taken down because of the allegations against him. So that's why for me, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, it doesn't feel good to actually give the due process that somebody deserves, but that's why it's so important. It's so important to not emotionally react, especially when emotions are as high charged as this. And I know we've talked about this before, but for me, I go back Um, to my time at Duke. I got to take a quick break. Andrew, stay right where you are. We're going to take a quick break. WABC Talk Radio 77, coming back with you right after this. Do not go away. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, man, one of my favorite. This is really one of my favorite artists, Jerry Rafferty. Passed away on this day in 2011, age 63, very long illness he had. This was, this Baker Street is a, just an amazing song. And he, the album was great. It wasn't just this one song, but this was so iconic. Jerry Rafferty on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Andrew Cuomo is with us. Hey, Andrew, let's do something we don't normally do. I'm sorry. Did I say Cuomo? That's okay. It's, it's the, the new fever. year. We're just we're just it's getting back fever. into the groove over here. So, Andrew, uh, I unlike, didn't mean to insult you. I beg your forgiveness. <laughs> unlike Andrew Cuomo, you can see where my hands are at all times. Don't worry. I promise. They're not touching anywhere. <laughs> no, I, I guess it was stuck in my mind because he mentioned Andrew Cuomo and his thing. Yes. So, you know. Okay. Okay. But Andrew Giuliani, let's take a call together. We never take a call together. Let's, let's see it. what. Okay, Robert in Suffolk County, you are on with Bo Snurley and with Andrew Giuliani. Lucky you. What's on your mind this afternoon? Yes, I'm lucky. Double shot. Thank you, Andrew and James. Prepare yourselves, America. This is going to be the first time, if I'm right, that we are going to have to defend our country, ourselves, from within. Because if these illegal aliens, the military age, become an entrenched mercenary army, we'll have to defend ourselves on our own soil for our freedom. Okay, that's an interesting point. Andrew, we've got six million since Joe Biden, six million additional illegal immigrants in the country. As our caller pointed out, many of them are male, single male, military age. What say you to our caller? Look, I mean, I think he makes really good points, and it should be the number one concern of every single American. I I just finished reading this morning, maybe it was yesterday, uh, but President Trump's op-ed in the uh, Des Moines Register, obviously with Iowa less than two weeks away. uh, There's a reason why he put it in the Des Moines Register, as, as you can imagine, But he basically laid out the case for why on day one he would start to make America the most secure southern border uh, in our country's history again, rather than what we've seen, sadly, over the last three years. And you could just go through the numbers. Like you said, James, I think I saw in December alone over 300,000 illegal migrants crossing the southern border that we even know about. We don't even know about what that actual number is truly looks like. So this is a a true and present danger 
that ultimately the country is facing right now. Um, and it's uh, I understand. I can see why he is as concerned as he is, because a lot of the a lot of pictures you see, too, James, and a lot of the videos with them coming over. It's not family age people. It's not it's not a mother, a father and a couple of kids. You're seeing 25 year olds, 30 year olds that are coming in over the southern border. And, and it makes me concerned as a citizen, as somebody who saw our border as secure as it was under the Trump administration to see the exact opposite. And to see just how feckless this administration is without any answers whatsoever. And the truth is, they don't want to come to any answers. I mean, you're even hearing Eric Adams after a year, basically, of campaigning to become president now saying, oh, my goodness, now that the bill is due, maybe this is a bad idea. Uh, And instead of actually the federal government and the Biden administration going and fixing the problem, they're saying, no, you know what, Uh, Mayor, look the other way on this one. So, you know, when you've made Eric Adams look in the short term like he's actually right on an issue, um, you know, you might not want to re- you might want to re- reassess your policy. Stella in Westchester County, you are on WABC. Andrew Giuliani is here as well. Oh, yeah. James Golden, Boston. Hi, Stella. Hi, James. And, and hi, Andrew. Uh, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about the underage girls here at Epstein Island. I, you know, yes. when you ask, like, how were the parents? Um, I just have two thoughts. Again, this is my own opinion and thought. Listen, um, sometimes, you know, you know the old saying, right? Money talks. And who knows that some of these parents turned, looked the other way because maybe they got some of the money as well. Who knows? There's all kinds of people in the world and not all parents are wonderful, you know. Or these kids could have been somewhat other um, that came from other countries that were just smuggled in. Those are my two thoughts. Um, so that's number one. Let, let the, me ask you one more question. There was one of the lawyers for Gislaine uh, um, in jail said, isn't it ironic that all of these men, of all these men listed in this, the only one in jail for any of this criminal activity is a woman, his client. What do you think about that? Do you think that some of these men, whether it be Prince Andrew, whether it's I like him young Bill Clinton, or any of these others, do you think that any of these men will ever see any actions brought against them for what they have allegedly, and I use that word, allegedly done? Personally, I don't think so. Sad sad to say, but I just don't think so because of their positions, especially like a Bill Clinton. I mean, they got away with murder in so many other ways. (laughs) Why not Mm. one more? Uh, so sadly, I don't think these guys ever will. You know, Andrew, I'm not a, I could be wrong. What do you think about that? What do you think about Jason Lane's attorney? The only one in jail is a woman, despite all of this. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty ironic when you think about it. I think Stella's probably right. I don't expect these, uh, I don't expect these men to be held accountable for these allegations again against them. And I think when it comes to these girls, look again, you know, when you're that young, you could become a, you're, you could be impressionable. And, and I think, uh, you know, what Epstein may have done, again, I'm not 100% sure about this, but he may have preyed on, you know, some girls that he knew maybe didn't have the, uh, the solid family background that can actually, you know, pull them back to reality. Like, uh, you know, like your, like your family did to you, like, uh, like mine did with me and, and, you know, kind of said, Hey, focus on, Something that actually can uh, can can lead to a future, rather than uh, sadly these uh, what appear to be like uh, you know traveling around the world and, and that wonderful carrot there. But I don't expect there to be really any repercussions 
Um, but I, but I would like to see ultimately uh, the real facts, not just allegations. You know, allegations you always have one side of a story there. Um, and as much as I um, as I feel for these for these girls, because I think um, you know, look, it, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of this stuff is true. But I like to see the facts. I, I'm a big believer in seeing the facts, especially when it's as uncomfortable uh, as this. Um, and I could see why people immediately look and say, you know what, they're guilty. But you got to see the facts of the case. Um, otherwise, you know, we're 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 really not a uh, we're really not the United States of America anymore. Isabel in Long Island, you are on with Andrew Giuliani and with Bo Studley. How are you, Isabel? Hi, Andrew. Hi, Bo. Um, welcome back, Bo. Um, you know, my question, my my issue is with Miss um, Gay. How can she be um, the person that's going to oversee students who are also, you know, who may be um, accused of, of, of plagiarism when she has over 50 or over 40, you know, um, cases of plagiarism herself? Then how can she then hold the standards for the school? I mean, there was a one time that, you know, those students, when you go to Harvard, you're supposed to be the elite of the elite. So, you know, it's almost like these people want us to, they want us to be, to dumb down um, the, you know, the, you know, black culture or black, you know, um, you know. Amen to that. Amen. Amen to everything that you're saying there. And this is why, why I was talking earlier about the excellence. Where is the excellence here? Where is the rigor in her work that would not allow for these quote unquote mistakes to be made? Andrew, we haven't talked about this Claudine Gay thing. Yeah. They're making this now an issue. Conservatives are trying to take down trusted institutions. Conservatives are racist because Claudine Gay had to resign. Fifty cases of p- alleged play- plagiarism. What do you think here? Uh, very simple. Don't cheat, right? It's that simple. I mean, you think about this, and my wife and I were talking about this over the holidays, and if our daughter right now, we found out, had a full ride to Harvard, had you don't have to pay for it whatsoever. You think number one school in the world, would we send her there? And I think the answer is no, because they are so morally bankrupt. And this is a perfect example. This is a woman to, who, even though she stepped down, she's still going to make close to a million dollars a year. And we've seen that her work is beyond shoddy. She's out there plagiarizing. It is beyond gross. And then for them to actually claim or for her to suggest that this has to do with racism this has nothing to do with racism. The, the paper that you're writing on right there that you're plagiarizing, it doesn't know if you're white, if you're black, if you're brown. Ultimately, go out there, do your work, do your research, cite your work. If you're doing somebody else, if you're looking at somebody else's work, cite them as a basis for your theories, your ideas. Um, it's not that tough for somebody who lives in academia like Gay does. Um, it's beyond absurd that she does, and the and the call the point the caller makes I think is absolutely dead on. The fact that she's now overseeing students and she's supposed to be the moral authority while saying, "Hey, look, you should not be plagiarizing." What kind of a lesson are you teaching to the students of Harvard at this point? Mediocrity. That's what you're teaching, Andrew. Thank you so yes. much, my friend. Always happy such New a Year, pleasure. James, great to be back on with you. And Andrew, happy New Year to you. We're leaving today with this one from John Lennon and the Beatles, 
of course. Let it be. This was, you know, uh, today in 1970, the Beatles re-recorded the vocals. They put a new guitar solo on this song, and this session was the final session, final recording session, one of the finals for the Beatles as a group. The final session that they were all in the studio together was in August of '69, but the final studio appearance for the Beatles as a group today in 1970. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow at four o'clock. Until then. Let it be